Hello. Hey. Oh, um, so I finally heard back from my job. Just. Oh, really? Did you get the job? No, they sent me an uh, email yesterday saying, Welcome to my favorite band this week, the podcast where we take your favorite band and ruin them for ourselves. I'm your own one and only host, Mike Burke, a.k.a. Regular Size Mike, and I'm here with... Uh, your other host, you <laughs> absolute ass, Jarrett, um, a.k.a. Jarrett, I guess. I mean, I was excited <laughs> to hear from you. That you got your job or something? and then... Oh, I didn't get the job. Oh, you did? They, they did call me yesterday. I didn't get the job. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Hello. How are you guys doing? This isn't a live show, so you can't really respond to me, but... Yeah. So, this week we're doing... What are we doing, Jared? You picked the band. We're doing Hosier by Hosier. Um, yep. Hosier is uh, a nice little Irish man. He was 28 years old. He's born March 17th, 1990. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, his name is Andrew Hosier Byrne, um, but he's known as Hosier, as everyone knows. And you might have heard of him from his big chart topper in 2013 called Take Me to Church. Uh, so we're going to review that album that yeah. that came from. Uh, just first off, I wish he was more Irish sounding. Like yeah. His music isn't Irish sounding at he all. He sounds very American. Yeah, it's like a super... Like, I didn't know he was Irish until I saw that on I- Apple Music. I have seen him live, and... When he speaks, it, he has a tiny tinge of an accent, but it's not prevalent at all or prominent. Also, I remember you like texted me earlier in the week, like, you, yo, Hosier's only 28. That's, like, crazy. And how is that crazy? Well, okay. It so, sounds like a 28-year-old wrote this yeah, fucking album. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I expected him to be older because I see him as having a lot of wisdom for some reason. So, you know. I thought he'd be a little older than 28. I mean, it doesn't really make sense that I thought that. I didn't think he was going to be 40-something, you know? Yeah. I'm not, like, trying to shit on him or anything. It's just... Yeah, it sounds about like a guy in his mid to late 20s wrote this album. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I wanted to say... Uh, I said I saw him live. Um, even though I think he's an amazing artist, which we're going to get to. You know, I, by the way, I think he's an amazing artist. His live show is very, very boring. Is it? Yeah, incredibly so. Uh, which was astounding because the music is incredible. But yeah, he just kind of, I think he's an introvert. I think he says that himself. So he just kind of stands there awkwardly on the stage. He has no stage presence at all. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Hosier. Yep. So tell me, tell me a little bit about what you think of him. Um, I thought this album was fine. Okay. Uh, there were parts I really liked. There were, a lot of it was just kind of, eh, whatever. And there were parts that I fucking hated. Okay. Yeah, uh, overall, I'd rate this album as fine. Yeah, well, I am the opposite of that. I think it's amazing. I, there's The lowest low for me is still like a six. How? So, <laughs> cause I the love... lowest low for me is straight garbage. Uh, that's where we differ, Mike, because I absolutely <laughs> love this album, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. So today we don't have our little notes that says which... Uh... Why are you looking around? Look at the mic. I just saw you cut out again. Okay, I cut out because I was trying to find the notes that you usually have here that give us the formula for the episode, and they're not here. They're very... It's a basic formula. We've gone our impressions. Now we go to favorite and least favorite song. Oh, right, which I didn't write down. I mean, neither did I, so... One second, let me... um... Okay, yep. So... Oh, there it is. Okay. The favorite and least favorite song. All right, I, do I go first? Sure, or? if you want to. Oh, okay. Uh, favorite songs, um, The Angel of Small Death and The Coding Scene. Okay. It just has, it's, you know, just a fun song. has a really good energy to it. Uh, I'm going to get more into that when we go by the go into the track by track. My least favorite song is 
For a while, I thought it was to be alone, but it's work song. It's absolutely work song. I hate work song so much. This hurts. I hate work song so goddamn much. Okay, great. (laughs) Uh, I I forgot to mention earlier that if you have any kind of issue with this band, uh, I'm leaving the podcast. So anyway, tread lightly. Oh, um, this from the guy who shit on one of my favorite albums from one of my favorite bands for like an hour last week. I did not shit on it. You you shat on it. Okay, well, you absolutely shat on it. This is this is your chance to get even, I guess. But I, I. I enjoyed a lot of this album. I'm not trying to shit on things, but I'm not going to shy away from the shit I don't like. True, true. So my favorite song um, was It Will Come Back because I love how soulful it is. And I'll talk more about that in the track by track. But I I love like just the the passion in the song. And my least favorite is uh, Take Me to Church, his big debut album and that's only because i think it's it's overplayed i've heard it a ton and i like it just kind of drags on a little bit that's fair i i wouldn't agree that it drags on i think it's a really good song but i guess oh again my lowest lows is still a high i mean i i really do enjoy the song still and i still listen to it i just it's not my favorite all right uh sorry there was um technical issues as usual So yeah, I like I genuinely like Take Me to Church, but I get it being overplayed. It's kind of like Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah, for like, real. It's a good song, but it's probably my least favorite Casey Elephant song. Casey Elephant, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. You know that, that huge song that came out. Yeah. <laughs> God. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I guess let's go into the track by track. All right. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna try something new this week and just play like a little bit of each song. Before we discuss it, kind of, kind of give ourselves a little refresher, give you guys a little bit, a little um, taste. Yeah. Oh, also, before we get into the track by track, if you haven't like sampled through the album at all, I suggest you do because I am giving a little taste, but it's not going to be the full song. Yeah. Try to form your own opinions. I mean, you don't have to like we say every episode, but you know, it'd be really nice if you did listen through to the album and and try to pick you know songs that you enjoy. Also. Seriously, if you haven't listened to this album, stop what you're doing and listen to the entire album in its entirety right now because it's an amazing album and you would love it. It's fine. It's amazing. So, anyway. Anyway, all right. So, first song, Take Me to Church. All right, I'm just going to kind of sample through it real quick. Let's go. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's Hozier. That's um, Take Me to Church. The titular song from the album. Yeah, it was kind of his breakout hit. So I also kind of gave a little bit more structure to my um, notes this time Mm -hmm. and also wrote five pages of notes. Yeah, a ridiculous amount of notes. So I kind of broke it down into three kind of sections for analyzing each song. Composition, instrumentation, how's it put together? Is it put together well? Let's see. Uh, Lyrics, kind of try to figure out what they're about, the vibe of them, do I like them or not, are they written well? And kind of just a bottom line, did I like it? Yes, no, and why? And I will say that Mike sent me this composition and i used it for my thing as well however choosing hosier to start doing lyric analysis for was a pretty funny choice i think because i think a lot of hosier's lyrics are pretty ambiguous and hard to hard to understand yeah i mean i i don't like a lot of his lyrics (laughs) um anyway so let's just kind of go through it do you want to go first or do you you, you go go ahead okay 
So composition and instrumentation is like really echoey. It gives like a vibe of being like in an empty church or something, which is really cool. It adds a lot to the song, I think. Lyrics are really bitter, angry. Like the sorrow is really like palpable. Like you feel his anguish in the song. I remember you talking to me about this a while ago. I remember you telling me that it's about like gay prosecution or something something like that but uh, no yeah, it's not I don't at know. all that's, that's what i was that's what i was told and then i did more research into it myself and yeah. i realized that i can't tell what it's about i mean i don't know if he has some kind of deeper meaning or something in there i don't know i mean it seems like disillusionment with faith in general yeah. due to lover's influence in a way it seems right. like also like he unambiguously talks about his lover as a woman in right. the song well, throughout. throughout the album as well <laughs> yeah. yeah so there's no ambiguity it's not about gay prosecution well a lot of people online have decided that's what it's about is from what i've read and I don't know why. I've never actually researched into why that is. I, I kind of blindly followed that for a minute until I did my own research, which I suggest everyone should do all yeah. the time. That's not to say, like, Hozier doesn't seem, like, socially conscious, just from the lyrics a little bit and also just from shit I've seen from him. He seems like he knows what the fuck's going on right, in general. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like, this isn't us. Like, he's not pro-gay. Like, he <laughs> he doesn't seem pro or anti-gay, and this is, has nothing to do with the gay community. Yeah, I think you're right. But did I like it a lot? I've never actually like listened to it intently. It was always just something kind of on. And I'm glad I have now because I dig this song. I oh, really good. do. What about you? Well, I didn't write a whole lot about this song because I'm not the biggest fan of this song. It's my least favorite song, as I said before. I mean, it's it's very soulful and bluesy, which I really like. Lyric-wise, I mean, I don't know, loss of faith and whatnot, uh, yeah, Mike pretty much covered that already, so I honestly don't have much to say about the song in general. I do have more notes for the rest of the songs, it's just this specific song I didn't write a whole lot about. So. Fair enough. I I actually have more notes for most of the songs, too. Anyway, on to the next one, Angel of Small Death and the Codeine Scene, my personal favorite. Gonna play some little snippets from that. So yeah, that's Angel of Small Death and the coding scene. I really like the background singers in this song. Me too. Uh, they just add a lot. I love the uh, kind of buildup of the drums in it too. It just kind of starts off when the drums first come in. It's just like the kick. Uh, around like the first chorus, they bring in the hi-hat too. And then like right around the second chorus, they bring in the uh, snare too. It just like all kind of builds to this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And then... The guitar work is pretty simple. It is on most of the album. It's like nothing too complex for the most part, but it always works pretty well. And like that's the song isn't a um, exception. It works really well for the song. And during the bridge, there's this part where like everything but the vocals and uh, the guitar cut out, and then he just kind of sings a little bit of the bridge, and then everything comes back in for the chorus. And I love that part. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing just has like this really good like bluesy swing to it that I really like. The lyrics are a little nebulous. They're kind of hard to decipher. I'd say a little more than a little nebulous. I think they're (laughs) vague as hell. Yeah. It seems to kind of be about drug use. 
or comparing love to coding addiction. It's one of those two, it right. seems like. I mean, it, the phrase, the coding scene, is literally in the chorus, so <laughs> true, drug use true. is probably a good guess. I mean, um, he, he doesn't shy away from talking about drug use, especially with some of his later songs, like Sedated. It, like, oh, and, yeah. yeah. And we'll get to that later, but um, personally, I think... I, here's what I wrote about it. Um, I think the guitar chords at the beginning of the song, they're like on the and of the beat, and then the the drum comes in. Like, yeah. So I like that back and forth a lot. Um, and then the when the chorus comes in, there's the backing vocals, like you said, which I think is amazing. I love the the, the big choral sound, like the choir-ish kind of sound. I think it's also very catchy. I mean, you heard it just then, and if you haven't listened to the song through, through I suggest it because it's a great song. However, lyrically, the song is... Uh, really hard to decipher for me i personally read through the lyrics and listened to the lyrics and i just don't know what the hell he's talking about i mean for me it's like oh, i wrote that hosier writes like some sort of ancient being it's poetic and beautiful but kind of <laughs> difficult to understand um the song specifically appears to be about a girl as are several of these songs but uh i have no idea what the deeper meaning is here so yeah I, it seems like I like this girl and also I do drugs is the general <laughs> kind of the gist. <laughs> Overall, I love this song. Um, just absolutely adore the song. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I really, really like it. I would listen yeah. to this on repeat anyway, regardless oh, of yeah. the week. Very pretty, um, very bluesy, just like most of the song. I mean, it's blues rock. Oh, yeah. by the way, Hoser is a blues rock artist that I didn't mention earlier. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably important. Does a lot of bluesy stuff, a lot of slower, folky kind of stuff as well. Singer-songwriter. Oh. I you gave me like a weird expectation going into this because remember you're always talking about how he like none of the songs sound like Take Me to Church and it's all like kind of different kind of genre bending and stuff. It's not. It's a blues rock album. I wish I could remember saying that. Well, I um I remember thinking it's not like Gautier's album, which it literally does genre band like. Oh shit! I think you were talking about Gautier. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I. Uh, because I don't, I don't think Hozier's like this, like that at all. I think Hozier sticks with the blues rock feel. It just doesn't. Some of the songs are faster. Some of the songs are slower than "Take Me to Church." Yeah, it's a very bluesy album all the way through. Well, Mike, you're wrong. You're an idiot, yeah. and you're wrong. Okay, a little bit of background on that. Jared is a huge fan of this album. He's also a huge fan of Gautier's album. That somebody that I used to know is from, and he kind of explained both of them in a similar way to me of like, hey, this artist is really good and I've listened to the album like 10 times and now his big hit is my least favorite song on it. Right. Uh, um, for those of you who don't know, if you have never listened to Gautier's album, I'm sure we'll cover that in the future, but oh yeah, it's, probably. Uh, it's ridiculous because it changes Ooh, a drastically bit. throughout the album. It like just changes over and over. So anyway. Yeah. 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 Back to the uh, discussion though. Um, I, I just also want to say about this song, the chorus is fucking cool. It's just cool as shit. Oh, yeah. Just also the name of the song, but she's the angel of small death in the coding scene. It's just a dope line. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means, but it's a cool line for sure. I don't know. Maybe she's his dealer or something. <laughs> small death dealer. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Moving um, on. Hey, my Stetson account settings are out of date. Dope. All right. Stop checking your emails while we're doing this. It just popped up, okay? <laughs> Anyway, next song, Jackie and Wilson. I'm just going to come out and say it's. I love this song too, just flat out. Yeah, no, I like this song a lot. Great song. Let's play a little bit of it. Sure.
All right, so that's Jackie and Wilson. I love this song. This song is fantastic. <laughs> Composition, instrumentation. Oh, that's Angel of Small Death. One sec. <laughs> um, it's got like a really like mellow, chilled out tempo to it. It's just kind of a chilled out vibe. It's so far, it's been one really like depressing song, and then another kind of kind of depressing but bluesy this is the first like happy song oh yeah on the it's album, strictly for happy sure. yeah. and this one's not very hard to decipher personally yeah. i mean this one well, yeah it's just kind yeah. of a sappy love song yeah i mean a lot of his album is kind of a sappy love song but this one is a specifically like a happy-ish yeah sappy love song. this is a sappy love song where there's never a point where like oh god is he okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're kind of like that but it's in a pretty chilled out way still mm-hmm. i really like the way the drums and guitar work together on it uh the dr- the guitar is like really choppy and the drums like it basically like the guitar plays whenever like it's like a kick or snare hit, it kind of and they just work really well together. Oh yeah, they're both simple but they work well. The lyrics though, I don't know why I said though. I like the lyrics. Um, it's a really sweet song. Uh, guy on his luck, finding his dream girl kind of is the vibe I got from it. And the uh, line in the pre-chorus before the first chorus, I love. It's fantastic. Uh, I need to be youthfully. I need to be youthfully felt because God, I've never felt young. That's just a, it's oh, an yeah, awesome it's a cool little line. line. And the chorus is really happy in like a puppy love kind of way right. that I really like. I mean, there's a line in there where he says, uh, "She'll know me crazy, soothe me daily. Better yet, she wouldn't care," which I like a lot. Like she just d- deals with his insanity and just doesn't doesn't care about it. Which yeah, I, you know, it's kind of like the uh, the it's that cliche of like. I want to see your like rough edges and stuff, but said in a fun way. Right, like, right. It's said like in a really nice way. <laughs> Just for did I like it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have very similar opinion to Mike. I the uh, chords kind of crawl upwards, like at the beginning, like the. I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it's like an upward. It feels very upbeat, like just in yeah. general, and I really really like that about it. I feel like I could dance to it, even though it's really chilled out. Like it's just kind of a, it's fun to groove to and like you know, kind of bounce to. Yeah, um, it's kind of one of those songs that just kind of makes you nod your head a little bit. Oh, for sure. It is a nice love song, like I said, lyrically and uh, dealing with those those craziness, which I take personal meaning to, even though it's kind of sappy. Like I don't know, something about that is really nice. Oh well, um, yeah. Everyone's gotta. Everyone wants to find someone who's willing to deal with their bullshit. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Overall. It makes you want to sing along every time I hear it. So you know, oh, and I, and he does the choir vocals in this as well, which I th- I love that he doesn't sh- shine away from that. Like, there's um, a lot of uh, oohs and ahs that are said by choirs. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like, uh, just a droning sing by a choir while he sings through, which mm-hmm. I really like. He does that throughout the album, and I think it's a really interesting direction to take, personally. So, yeah. Moving on though, are you done? Or yeah, yeah, that's it. I All just right. love the song overall. So, moving on to someone new. Uh, gonna play a little bit of that now. Yeah, that was weird. So that's someone new. Another just really, really happy song on this album. Sort of. It has like a happy vibe to it. Uh, the drums are really fun. They're kind of jazzy. 
Guitar work is, again, pretty simplistic, but it's not unpleasant. It matches the vibe really well. Keyboard has a pleasant tone to it. I don't know if it's a keyboard or, like, an actual chorus, but it has, like, a keyboard vibe mm-hmm. to it. And the whole song, like, feels playful, that I, which I liked a lot. I don't know if you want to say anything about the composition before moving on to the lyrics. Oh, or? well, I mean, yeah, like, the the little finger you couldn't really hear it that well in what we just did because it kind of cut out a little bit and it's it's very soft from what we were playing but yeah uh, there's like a gentle finger picking kind of deal at the beginning which i really like as it uh jumps into a nice chord climb and those soulful vocals that he comes in with man it gives me goosebumps every time like i just love it the way he just i don't know his voice just in general i really like so yeah no his voice is really good the chorus is, uh, moving on to the lyrics, the chorus is, like, infectiously happy, but in contrast, the verses are, like, borderline nihilistic. It's just kind of talking about how hard our everyday life can be, and finding happiness in our difficult lives. Just, like, finding someone, like, finding someone to, like, spread a little bit of love with, mm-hmm. too. Spreading a little bit of love to, like, someone new every day, which, I mean, that's unambiguously the chorus. Right. Uh... The chorus is like repetitive, but like in a pretty pleasant way. You know? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's just it, I call that catchy as opposed to like repetitive and boring. You know, it's, it's yeah, catchy and and infectious, like you said. It, it's very good. I think his whole deal, like he has a little during the what the breakdown or the bridge or whatever it is later on, like a uh, love with every stranger, the stranger the better. Yeah, near the end, I really I really dig that. I don't know, just finding finding love and kind of spreading love to everyone around. I mean, it's. A lot happier than most of us of this music in this album. So. Yes, for sure. Yeah, this I like this song a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you think of it? The first four songs on this album, I absolutely love. Yeah, what about you? I'm guessing you like it too. Yes, of course. I <laughs> I love this song. Um, this one has fond memories for me. Just in general, I've listened to the song a lot, like since it came out, basically in 2013. It's I don't know, full of passion. It's gorgeous. I don't know. I just, I just love this one. <laughs> Not a whole lot to say that Mike hasn't already covered. Yeah, it's really, it's a really fun song. Moving on to "Be Alone," this was almost my least favorite song on the album. Incorrect. Oh, I am correct. I am very correct. Composition, instrumentation, the guitar work is really good. I will say that the guitar work is fantastic. It's like oh, you're gonna re- play a little portion of it, or we're we just gonna. Oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I just I didn't want to torture our fans with this garbage <laughs> song. It's All not right, garbage. Guys. I just don't like it yeah. that much. So yeah, that's To Be Alone. The guitar work is really good in this one. As I said, it's like really bluesy. Drums are simplistic, but they work really well for it. My problem is everything kind of drags throughout, specifically because of the uh, pre-chorus. Like the verses are like kind of slow, but it works. Like it has like this kind of just like 
methodical beat to it mm-hmm. going through. And then it all just slows the fuck down for the uh, pre-chorus. But in, it, in a way that isn't enjoyable to me, though, it's just right. like everything... Okay, I get that it slows down, but it it slows down for the build up to the the big soulful like you know, feels good, gotta feels good part. Like yeah, no, and I like if it kept the energy of the chorus afterwards at all, I would like it more. But it doesn't. It just goes back to the original energy, which is fine. But I just like hear that and I know it's gonna go back to a pre-chorus where everything's gonna slow down again, and I just don't like it. The course brings in some energy, but just slows back down afterwards. You mentioned before about, uh, I think in Jack Johnson, whenever we talked about him, how um, the guitar work matches the vocals and whenever it comes together to make a cool sound. This song does that as well. Like the the uh, guitar work and the vocals are almost identical as they play through. Oh, yeah. Which no. I really like. It's a well-made song for the most part. It's just it has some weird time things that I don't yeah. like. I wanted to say about the composition real quick, just... The passion that in his voice, just in general, aside from the lyrics, like just the sound that he he puts out while like while singing and playing the guitar and whatnot, it, it comes across as really passionate and beautiful to me. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, I guess, but it, I don't know. It feels almost unfinished to me. Finished. Yeah, Dang. specifically with the final chorus, it just has like the weird build up, and then it has the chorus again, and then it ends. The final chorus wasn't necessary. If you just left the final chorus out, I wouldn't have as much of a problem with the song. But it just, like, very kind of jarringly goes into the final chorus after, like, this kind of just slow down songs coming to a logical ending. And then it all just picks back up again. It just doesn't work for me at all. Well, agree to disagree, Mike. What do you think of it lyrically? Again, the lyrics are... This is... There are parts I really like about the song, and it's why it's not my least favorite on the album. It seems to be about Hozier's kind of social anxiety and the fact that him and his girlfriend just want to get away from everything and mm-hmm. only feel good around each other. Like, they only feel comfortable around each other, which it's, you know, it's a nice little line. Like, it's a nice little sentiment, I guess. It's also sad, but, like, I get it. That resonated with me to a certain amount. Also, it's the god that heroin prays to is a really dope line. <laughs> As usual, he always has at least one good line in most of his songs. Like, it comes across really well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I There's nothing I can really say that you haven't already said about the lyrics. Um, I did want to mention that, you know, the instrumental part that uh, he kind of hums along to? Yeah. Um, if you watch that live, he chooses a really weird way to go with it. He goes the falsetto route. Oh, yeah, I like, saw that on the uh, Tiny Desk yeah, concert. Yeah, he, he will, like, he'll sing it, like, really, really high, and you... Listening through the actual rec- studio recording of the album, you can hear that part, but I, like I always hear the other parts as well because it's kind of a chorus that sings it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why he decided to go with that with a super high-pitched tone, but, you know, their own, yeah. I suppose. Um, Overall, this song, I really like it, but it's not my favorite. It's just, you know, it kind of in the falls in the midway for me. Yeah, I didn't like this one. There are parts that I enjoy, but... It just feels a little disjointed to me, and the pre-chorus kind of sucks all the energy out of the song to me. I can agree with that. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, moving on to From Eden. Uh, gonna play a little bit of that one. No tide sign, no rolling eyes, no irony. 
yeah that's a little bit of from eden the song has a nice swing to it i didn't realize until like towards the end of the song when they have the uh clapping come in that the whole thing's in five four which is oh cool. yeah that's interesting yeah um and- i always love weird time signature stuff and they pull it off really well because again i didn't even notice it was in five four until the end i like the transitions from the uh verses to the pre-chorus but the chorus it sounds a little bit too much like the verses to me. I can I can get behind that. Like I didn't dislike it, but I wish there was just a little bit more variety. Like the pre-choruses like add that variety to the point that I almost kind of wish they were the chorus. Right. But yeah, and the bridge is when it first comes in, like they kind of just take the the swing out and just kind of have it be like straight eighth notes, which is a little jarring to me at first, but I really enjoy it. I right. like it a lot. It was just the transition was a little weird. Uh, personally, <laughs> what I wrote about the the composition is that it starts out with that nice upbeat guitar, and then you have the choir voices, which you heard a second ago. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Mike kind of skipped over the part that I like the best, which is uh, the entire first verse. Yeah. Well, no, he just uh, Hoja comes in with that um, that just he says "baby" like or "babe" really loud, and it's it's very soulful right at the very beginning, and then it just jumps into that, like, soulful-ass voice, man. I, can, I love it so much. I love these vocals. This yeah. is a great example of a band that actually does vocals well, unlike last week's episode um, against me, which was... Uh, I argue that they have effective vocals against vocals, me. So, uh, they get their fucking point across. They do what they're trying to do with the vocals. They're fine for the song. They're fine for the album. I apologize for bringing it up against me. I know that's kind of a sore subject. Let's move on with Hoshi. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's cool for you to just randomly shit on me and my album after I'm giving yours a fair share. <laughs> okay. That's great. It's great. All right, Mike. <laughs> Tom, what do you think lyrically of From Eden? Uh, I'm starting to see a pattern of vaguely written love songs. This one's vague as hell as well. Yeah, it got annoying for me. Like, the kind of just vague, like, hey, person I'm not going to describe, I love you. Mm -hmm. There are parts of it. It's weird. It's almost... Oh, yeah. So, I kind of... This is funny. It was sort of... uh, I didn't edit it out at all, so I'm just going to read through all of my notes for the lyrics. I'm starting to see a pattern of vaguely written love songs. Verses seem a bit generic. First one lifts off vague descriptors of the vague lady, where the second vaguely describes her love as good, but also sinful and bad. Wow, that has been done several times on this album already or anything. <laughs> and then under that I read, never mind, I just read through the pre-chorus and they muck up the whole generic love song thing. The first one talks about ignoring her get away from me vibes. Like, it really does. I'm just going to go to the pre-chorus real quick. Uh, no tired sighs, no rolling eyes, no irony, no who cares, no vacant stares, no time for me. Like, it's just kind of like, kind of gives off a, hey, you're telling me to go away, but no <laughs> vibe. Um, and then the uh, second one just straight up talks about killing her boyfriend yeah, and having yeah. a picnic. See, that's some very dark imagery. Like, it talks about a picnic plan for you and me, and then he says, and a rope for your other man to hang from a tree. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> I think is... <laughs> very dark and that's kind of fit to hold your style though of of dark imagery throughout i mean yeah aside um, from the you know sappy love songs there's also really dark imagery throughout the album oh yeah the chorus it seemed generic and innocuous without the context of the pre-chorus but now i'm getting some stalky killy vibes <laughs> 
it's kind of a dark song. Um, I wasn't expecting that. It starts off as like a very generic love song. Well, did you like it? Uh, for the most part, uh, the chorus does kind of drag for me, but otherwise, I like it a lot. Well, I think this song is just as awesome as the rest of the album, and I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on Ooh, to In, in a, a week, week, which I'm excited to talk about, because this song is the darkest song by far. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's a little sample of In a Week fe- uh, featuring Karen Crowley. Cowley. Cowley? Karen Cowley. Cowley, my bad. Oh yeah, it is Cowley. <laughs> so let's talk about the composition, instrumentation. Do you mind uh, if I mention the, the composition first before you go into it? Is that okay? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the, the melody of the song, but I have to talk about for a second the absolutely stunning harmonies that this song is full of like just between Karen Cowley and Hosier's Hosier themselves like man I don't know I'm a sucker for harmonies and and this does it really well I think Karen Cowley also comes across really lovingly with her <laughs> verses which I think it does she does a great job with that oh yeah yeah it's just a good sense of love I mean what did you what do you think about the composition um I liked it a lot the guitar work is really good uh I agree uh Hosier and Karen Cowley's voices they just work really well together the tempo is slow, but it works like this is the kind of song where you need a slow tempo. Right. I There's not much to say about the percussion. It's not really there. It's just kind of just boom, tap. Yeah. <laughs> throughout. But there's like subtle snare in the second verse uh, that I really like a lot. It's just kind of like sort of in the background of everything. And I like that a lot. It was had a little flavor to everything that I thought was cool. The lyrics... Oh my fucking god. <laughs> it's from the perspective of two people dying. Yeah, this is not a hard one to decipher. This one is literally about dying in a field together and being eaten by insects and animals. Like, yeah, there's um, no there's no vagueness in there at all. It's just romanticizing death, basically. Yeah, I mean like the name in a week comes from the chorus where they say and they'll find and they'd find us in a week when the weather gets hot after the insects have made their claim, I'd be home with you. I'd be home with you. Right. Except you know I'm dead. Uh, it's the the romanticization there is uh, being so at peace and so in love together that you can just lay there super still and then you know die there yeah. eventually like which is uh, it's sweet but it's dark yeah it's really dark <laughs> it's kind of about a vague couple which like is getting annoying like it doesn't talk about them much which is fair because it's mostly about them dying right <laughs> but uh yeah it's like, the descriptions of them dying are gruesome. Like, they talk about getting eaten by bugs and, like, rotting in the sun. But it's, like, in a weirdly peaceful way. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the point. Is uh, yeah. Karen Cowley says in a line, um, your hand in my hand, so still indiscreet. Like, 
so long we become the flowers, she says, yeah. which is, you know, they just rot, like, like just die and rot out and, uh, be eaten by foxes and crows and whatnot. It's, it's a great song, but it's Jesus. If you're in a already feeling kind of sad. I wouldn't suggest listening <laughs> to it. Yeah. This is, um, this is probably like the most sad boy song on this album. It's up there. Uh, it's it's a good song. I like it a lot. It's probably not something I would like search out just to listen to, but like it's not something I would skip either. Like if yeah. it came up, like on my shuffle, and I was alone because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna just like have like three people in my car. Like, hey, you guys want to hear about death? <laughs> I will say I, I attempted to learn the song to play on guitar, and I'm not the best guitarist, but I'm you know I'm okay. I've been playing for a couple of years, yeah. and uh, this one is kind of difficult. Uh, the the guitar work is surprisingly intricate. I I can see that. Like it has like this really, like it has this weird melody you don't hear a lot that I like a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. What do you think of the song? You said you wouldn't you wouldn't skip it, but you liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was pretty good. I liked it. I mean, I like it a lot, but it's not something I'm gonna listen to on repeat. Right. Well, I love the song for the harmonies alone, let alone the other stuff. I mean, like the rest of the they. All of it, the lyricism, the the beautiful harmonies, the the guitar work, all of that, I, it just comes together to form this beautiful, amazing song that I listen to on repeat. So yeah, no, it's it's a really good song. Moving on to sedated, gonna play a little bit of that one real quick. Uh, boom. So yeah, that's a little bit sedated. I didn't like this one. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it's yeah. the most poppy sounding song that I've heard on the album so far. Like it's got a very like Imagine Dragonsy vibe. I feel that it's a little boring too. Yeah. Um, however, well, uh, yeah. What do you what do you think about the uh, the beat and work and stuff like that? Uh, the drums are fine. There's nothing special about them. Yeah. Uh, the beat work is just kind of very um, whatever. I do like the piano. It um. It almost reminds me of that, uh, I think it's like a Kanye song, um, like the dun 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 or something. Is that, uh... Is that Kanye? I don't think so. It's that one that Julian always, like, kind of will start a different song and then just transition into it, like, every time. Oh, shout out to Julian. Oh, yeah. What's up, Jules? Hey. Hey, man. Anyway. Anyway. I wasn't a huge fan of the song, like, like yeah. we said. What do you think of it lyrically? Eh, it's kind of generic us against the world stuff. 
uh, some stuff about drug use. Too. As I was say, this seems just strictly about drug use, basically. I mean, I um, mean, yeah, the Us Against the World stuff as well. I, I can see that, but yeah, it's like it's Us Against the World, and also we like to do drugs. It's it's kind I'm, of. I'm sure he meant there's some kind of deeper meaning. I mean, knowing Hoser, maybe is like the drug is love or something, something something like that. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe, which is um worse to me. <laughs> I mean, he specifically talks about sucking down a poison and, like, the lungs and teeth being covered with the scum of it. Yeah. And whatnot. So, again, some dark imagery that he's been doing throughout. Yeah, dark imagery, but it's, like, it feels very generic love songy to me still. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of you and I stuff, blah, blah, blah. I didn't love this one. It's the first song on here that actually just feels generic to me. Yeah, it's. I think it's a little catchy. I mean, I'll still sing along to it, but it's definitely boring. I mean, this yeah. one just falls on the wayside as well. Well, yeah, it's catchy, but like specifically, like like I said, like it reminds me of an Imagine Dragons, mm-hmm. just kind of, especially the vocal delivery on the uh, chorus. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, not my favorite. It's not terrible, but I don't like it. Uh, not much to say about it, really. Um, on to my least favorite song by far. I hate this song. How dare you? I fucking hate How work dare songs you? so much. All right, let's just listen to some of it so yeah. that people can know you're wrong. Whatever. Generic love songy. Uh-huh. I will say, musically, I like it. I like it a lot musically. Uh, the chorus of hums with like the natural sounding percussion is really cool. Like it gives a very like Changang vibe to it. Yeah, thus being called work song. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like it's a cool premise he immediately abandons. <laughs> song. It, it kind of has, especially the chorus again, has a very poppy vibe. It just has like that very. I don't know, like, the vibe is very poppy for the chorus, which I think takes away from it a lot. And there's, like, a lot of weird effects on guitar, keyboard, or whatever's, like, the background, like, instrumentation. Like, it's too effect, too many effects on it, I think. I do like the uh, way the um, hums are kind of replaced with, like, a guitar or something, like, this kind of droning guitar in the end. Okay, uh, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I it like kind of gives you this feeling of like you lost something almost. It just like kind of makes you feel lonely. Yeah, because like you lose the kind of rest of the humanity in the song in an interesting way. I'll let you talk about the composition before I jump into the lyrics. I just I love the little the clap beat. I mean, it's slow, but it's you know just the boom clap. Of oh, I love it. Yeah. I I absolutely love and, that uh, part. The starting chords feel very ominous, but it plays nicely into like a nice love song, which I personally really. Uh, I just really enjoyed it in general. Like, I thought the love song was really nice. You're cutting out really bad right now. One sec. Hey, sorry. There was some uh, technical difficulties, but we're back. So I guess, yeah, you like it because it's kind of a love song and all that. Yeah, well, let's talk about it lyrically. 
Let's um, see what you hated about it so much. Okay, so the song completely abandons the whole work thing pretty quickly in place of generic I love my baby bullshit, which is a shame because it was an interesting like idea for a song. Like it talks about like kind of working yourself to the bone at the beginning and all that. And then Amelia's like, I do it for my girl that I love. And then it goes into this whole, like, yeah, I would come back from the dead for you, blah, blah, blah. Hozier can write interesting songs. Like, In a Week is a fascinating song. He writes interesting lyrics, but he keeps coming back to vague love song shit in, like, all of his songs, and it bothers me. I wish I could disagree with you. I mean, I want to fight with you on this, but I just... You're right with that. (laughs) I mean, it is kind of a vague love song, and it's kind of bull, but it's still sweet i don't know i really i like i like the sound of it in general i think i think it was done well yeah it sounds good it it'd be fine to have on in like the background but that's not what we did right (laughs) (laughs) he talks about being found in a drunken stupor like and then her taking care of him and stuff which i think is done pretty cool i mean i don't know it's not all just sap love i love you so much it's it's, kind of is like i was in a bad place and then you found me oh boy i love you like it's still just kind of how dare you talk about hosier like that (laughs) how dare i'm leaving the i think i'm done with the podcast man good songwriter this is just not a well-written song lyrically okay okay (laughs) i mean that's my personal opinion i guess (laughs) i should probably put that little disclaimer in there like i'm not trying to attack anyone who likes this song for any reason except for you Right. <laughs> um, Ass. <laughs> Ooh, we're going on to... Uh, okay, so did you like it? <laughs> oh, yes. I, I like this song a lot. I sing along every time I hear it. I love this song. Just, I love almost every other song in this album. So Cool. I didn't. Um, it had potential, but it lost its steam pretty quickly. <laughs> Moving on to Like Real People Do, which I don't think I like this one much either. So I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I will say it put an interesting twist on the generic love song that he keeps writing, but it's really slow. I really, I will say I really like the way he matches uh, the melody between guitar and uh, vocals. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a cool thing to be able to do well. And the guitar work is really good on this one. I'm, I mean, credit where credit's due. Yeah. And like the subtle banjo that comes in like halfway through the song. Right. uh, Which I... just matches the uh, guitar. Should we play a little bit of that for you real quick? That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I remember. I, I just I couldn't place it right at the yeah. top of my head. I mean, it's not like a major part of the song or anything. Yeah. It's just like a little added flavor to the guitar, basically. It is another love song. You're right. Yeah. It's another... It's He kind of does a lot of love song stuff in here, but he, he has his obsessions, it seems like, with, with the album in general. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a second when we talk about lyrics, but um, composition-wise, I think it... The guitar work, like you said, is really great, uh, and I love that sound of him just singing with the exact melody of the guitar. Like it, it adds a really nice depth to his uh, vocality. Oh yeah, that absolutely. I really enjoy. Lyrically, it's just about love again. Kinda. Yeah. I, it's almost seems like it's about him. Like it does an interesting twist on it. Cause I'm pretty sure one of them are dead. I'm gonna read some of the uh, lyrics. Why were you digging? What did you bury before these hands pulled me from the earth? 
I will not ask you where you came from. I will not ask and neither should you. Honey, just put your sweet lips on my lips. We should just kiss like real people do. Oh, that's a very good point. Um, yeah. He has a obvious obsession with bury, burying things, things being buried in the earth. I mean, he talks about that a lot in this album. Yeah. Uh, uh, death is a pretty constant theme. Well, even, even outside of death, well, he talks about... <clears throat> Um, parts of himself being buried out in the yard. He talks about lots of things being buried in general, which I think is, it's interesting. It's just kind of what he obsessed over. It seems like in this album. Yeah. Um, uh, one little thing I'm iffy on like the, uh, kind of like the in the background parts of the song. I don't like that part a whole lot. Yeah. It's just like, it's not bad. I just, it's almost a little jarring to me. I can see that. So yeah, this one I don't I didn't like it that much. Like there was some interesting stuff like the whole burial stuff was interesting to mm-hmm. me, but the tempo is just a little too slow for me. And like there is an interesting premise of, you know, loving a dead person mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of maybe, but maybe. if that's it's what he was vague. going for, he really didn't deliver on it. Right. And I didn't like the song very much. Yeah. Well, I really did. <laughs> I like it a lot. So, yeah. you know, Go fuck yourself, Mike. <laughs> fuck you, How dude. How dare you? Again, I'm being nicer. Yeah, right. Moving on to It Will Come Back. My favorite uh, song. Really? I forgot you said that. Yeah. Uh, all right. This one, I liked it too. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah. <laughs> Just the instrumentation on this, man. It's oh, it's God. it's bluesy. It's it's I love the slide guitar. Oh, I was dude. about to say I am such a sucker for slide guitar. Like anytime <laughs> I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is the greatest song ever now. <laughs> it's it's great. It, it's this is this encapsulates what I wish the whole album was like. Yes, same. I mean, it's it's just straight blues rock. It's it's. I mean, we'll talk about lyrics in a second, but yeah, yeah. just musically, it's it's. I don't know. It's amazing. He, his soulful voice matches this style the best. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I um, mean, not to say not to take away from the rest of the album because I really love this whole album. Oh, I'm gonna take away from the rest of the album. This, if everything kind of had this vibe to it, I would love it. Like this, and of course, you know, my favorite song. On yeah. It. Uh, I. The name's kind of slipping out of my head right now because we've been talking for a while. Angel of Small Death and the Coding Scene. Like, those, these two songs kind of have, like, the vibe I wish the whole album had to yeah, a certain degree. I can agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, actually. Uh, not that I not that I don't love his, lo- his love songs, but, man. Just... I don't love them. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the slide guitar and, like, the drums are pretty simple, but, like, they're very, like, driving. Yeah, thumping. Thumping yeah. beat. I really like that. I like it a lot. Like, it just has, like, this whole, like, driving energy throughout that I really, really like. And, like, his vocals get, like, a little unhinged, like, right around, like, the chorus that I like, which I like a lot. He just, like, gets, he almost, like, snaps at whoever he's talking to in the song. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool. And it's, 
it, it is a welcome break for me from like the run of like slow and kind of poppy right. songs for like a good entire middle of the album. See, I loved lyrically the first verse. He talks about he's talking about a wild animal. Yeah, like a stray of, dog, or like something. a feral cat. Yeah, like something like that. He's you know he says um, don't give any head, don't give any soul, uh, honey. Uh, shit. Well, yeah, well, I'll pull up the lyrics real quick. Um, <laughs> make this yeah. easy. Don't give it a hand. Offer it a soul. Honey, make this easy. Leave it to the land. This is what it knows. Honey, that's how it sleeps. Right. It just talks about like this this animal. Don't feed it. You know, don't take it in with intention to keep it. It's a, it's a wild animal. But yeah. then in the second verse, he relates himself to the wild animal. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. He like, talks about like, don't bring me into your life, which can come across as kind of cliche or like a little cheesy but he kind of but like it works with like the whole bluesy vibe yeah i think he does a really good job with it personally and like the whole like imagery of him howling outside of her door oh yeah like yeah is fucking terrifying (laughs) scary you know like and also i just i love the chorus and again the way it switches from talking about like don't let this stray animal in don't let me in when i'm alone i know something else uh, wait yeah don't let me in with no intention to keep me jesus christ don't be kind to me Honey, don't feed me. I will come back. Like it's, like it's really interesting to like look at it from that perspective, right. like of comparing himself to like a feral animal. Right. It it's a good song. I like it a lot. This is probably my second favorite on the album. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's very very bluesy. So that's that's all I really had to say about it. It's kind of amazing blues. It's I love the song absolutely above all else. And this is the song I seek out whenever I listen to this album in general i usually click on this song first and then i bounce through the rest of the songs yeah no i get that and did i like it yes it's a dose of that energy from the beginning of the album that i desperately needed and the lyrics offer some much appreciated variety Mm -hmm. foreigner's god i don't like this one yeah i actually am not a huge fan of this one either it's a little repetitive yeah it really is a little boring oh yeah we should probably play a little bit of it Yeah, that was a little bit of Foreigner's God. Com- composite, composition, instrumentation. Drums are simple, but they work well. I like the way they fill out for the choruses. They kind of just like add a little bit in whenever they go into the chorus, which I liked. Like the whole, I guess just kind of just a simple piano riff throughout for mm-hmm. the most part uh, with some like simple strings in there too. And yeah, it all kind of works well together. Yeah, the instrumentation is decent. I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't really have a lot to say about it. It's, it's the song's kind of bland to me. Yeah. I actually, I looking back, I did enjoy it actually, and hearing it again, there are just parts I don't like that much. It almost reads as like a sequel to um, "Take Me to Church." Like it ha- has kind of the same themes in it of disillusionment with religion, things mm-hmm. like that. Well, um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Lyrically, it's a little vague. I think still. I mean, yeah, but like you can take some meaning. Like lyrics in general, like I've 
just looked into it a lot of people just write lyrics like stream of consciousness like they have an idea of what they're writing about but they'll just kind of go into like kind of whatever works for the line well i mean taking it literally i'm not really sure how screaming the name of a foreigner's god is the purest expression of grief doesn't quite make sense to me um i interpreted that as um his own faith becoming uh foreign to him because the whole thing is like has like lines in there like uh always a well-dressed fraud who wouldn't spare the rod never for me i don't know like i just kind of read that, that makes as, sense like, yeah a father figure just being abusive and like forcing religion on him i will say the purest expression of grief is a little melodramatic for me <laughs> um well this album is <laughs> it's a little melodramatic i mean that's uh, kind of the point yeah, i mean it's all like bluesy melodramatic but like I don't know, like, something less literally, like, I'm really sad. Like, I get you're trying to portray that you're sad, but just screaming, this is, like, as pure of grief as I can get is lame. It's a lame line. I kind of wish you went with something else. Also, I wish that there was, like, I don't, the chorus is pretty good, I just don't like that last line, and the chorus is a good half of this song, probably. It's just repeated and repeated and repeated. Right, it's which very, is why it got boring to me. Yeah, it's a repetitive song. I it was okay, uh, some simple rewrites, but it kind of captures that same like sorrow I felt from listening to "Take Me to Church." Kind of has like that same like gut wrenching feeling. But yeah, yeah, I'm just a, overall I'm just kind of okay on this song. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like it's just fine. Like it's weird. Like that this is a song they decided to end the album on, like originally, because we have you know the three bonus tracks, but right. I don't know. It's not the best ending. Oh well, Cherry Wine is in the in the original album as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's just not live. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, and then why don't they have the original Cherry Wine on this album? I mean, it's it's not much different. If you it's just played live, you can. I mean, it sounds almost exactly the same as the studio recording. Okay. On the other album. Speaking of which, moving on to Cherry Wine, yeah. the live. <laughs> I spurt, Mike. Thanks. The live recording. gives you a vibe for it so composition yeah you have your hand up apprehensively if you take anything from this song the guitar work no matter what is gorgeous i think i think the instrumentation it's it's complex it's it's really beautiful just even if it's just him with a guitar it's gorgeous uh also the live recording has birds in the background which is very nice (laughs) i was wondering if those were like part of the actual song or they were just there uh, I'm assuming it's just there because it's oh. not near the studio recording. So, oh, well, they add, they do add a nice ambience yeah. to it. I like the <laughs> birds in there. It, yeah, the guitar work is really really good. Um, it's a bit slow though, and it has a kind of Jack Johnson vibe without the happy vibes that Jack Johnson brings. <laughs> it's like a sad Jack Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel that a sack Johnson, if you could believe Zach it. Johnson. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a dig with a guitar song. It's good guitar work, but it's not much to talk about composition wise with a guitar song it is a dick with a guitar song excuse me i've never heard someone play this on a guitar before okay he's the dick with a guitar in this scenario 
How fucking dare you? <laughs> All right, you you tread lightly. You watch your tongue. All right, this is this is Hosier. This is this man. This man is an eldritch being. All right, and you will not speak of him that way. He's lived to the ancient age of twenty eight. Um. Uh. Anyway, I'm gonna shit on it some more. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, lyrics wise, oh hey, a love song. It's almost like Hosier's Fuck. a little lazy with his songwriting oh. sometimes. <laughs> Yes, it's a love song, but but the album's a love album. You can just look at it like that. I mean, there's a few songs out of it that are not, but he talk, he's obviously is some sort of love. And yeah, I wish it was like actually towards someone. It's towards some vague, nebulous woman. There's, she's out there probably, but he's not going to say, I love you, Karen. Like, or he's not just going to... Like, if he had some balls, he would. <laughs> so you think every know. love song, should just be like, oh, Karen Cowley, I love oh, you so much. It, it goes back to that, like, uh, Bo Burnham song, Repeat Stuff, for me. Especially, like, the second verse, like, I love your hands because your fingerprints are like no other. I love your eyes and they're bluish brownish, greenish color. I love that when you yeah. smile, that you smile okay. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's a little... It's vague and it's... Okay, sure, but still, it's great. So shut it's up. <laughs> fine. I didn't like it very much. There's some descriptions of her and some stuff that makes it seem like they're not together. There's not much here for me, though. I didn't like this song very much. It's, I think it's a touching love song, and it's not too cheesy. I think it, it doesn't come across as super cheesy. I think it's very nice. It's, it's sweet, and I'd appreciate it if you would if respect <laughs> me and my opinion. No. It's just okay. I, I don't love this song. I, I agree with you on a lot of the points. I mean... It is another love song, and at this point, it's a little tired. Yeah, um, but still pretty good. I mean, I, don't I, it's, it's, I I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It just I don't know. Compared to some of the highs on this album, it could have been better. Moving on to "In the Woods Somewhere." Okay, sorry. Going back. Say it. I well, I forgot to write notes for the last song of this album. Oh Jesus uh, Christ! So, <laughs> cut this part out, but uh, no, I'm not cutting this out on, at all. Man. No, okay. I'm gonna show you for your incompetence. Moving on to there's two more songs. You didn't write the song. No, I did for Into the Woods. In the okay. Woods somewhere. I just didn't for Run. I forgot about Run. All right, cool. All right, I'm gonna play a little bit of In the Woods somewhere. Oh, also, we probably should have said this earlier on. We did the bonus version. Yeah, um, the bonus album has two extra songs on it, which I actually had never heard before listening to it. Yeah. Because I had always just done the original version of the track, or the, the album, so. So yeah, uh, gonna play a little bit of In the Woods Somewhere. Yeah, that was a little sample of In the Woods Somewhere. Let's talk about it. The song composition, uh, the song is slow, but it has like this good, it also has like this like kind of driving force behind it. Mm-hmm. This this song has like a, if you look at the lyrics, it's kind of set up like in a poetic form almost. Like it's almost like he's just singing poetry, which yeah. I understand is a lot of songs, but this specifically has like a stanza as it seems like. like yeah, and it like tells uh, 
weird story too. A like, fucking dark story. Yeah, a terrifying Insane. fucking story. Um, so there's not a whole lot to say about the composition. I think. I mean, the guitar yeah. work is good, but aside from that, it's kind of a bland song. Yeah, vocal and guitars go pretty well together. I like the um, just kind of like those hard hits they have like throughout. They're just like a nice little touch, add a nice little flavor. To a little add flavor. In. But um, lyrically, this song is just to give you a taste. It's he hears a woman scream in the woods. He goes to it. It's a fox that has half its hide ripped off. So he kills the fox, and then some kind of creature, I'm assuming a bear of some sort, chases him out of the woods. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what this song is about. Yeah, it's like a tell- it's a story of being just hunted by a beast. It's terrifying. Like, I mean, the imagery of him him killing a fox that he thought was a woman screaming was yeah. insane. Like, he just... Yeah, I don't know. I This song is crazy dark, and I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> yeah. Like, ask if he's okay. You all right, host? I know you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, I know you listen to every you podcast. All right, Andrew? <laughs> I love you, Andrew. Yeah, just I'm just going to read the little stanza about him killing the fox, because, oh my god. His bone exposed, his hind was lame. I raised a stone to end his pain. What caused this wound? How large the teeth? I saw new eyes were watching me. Christ. That's terrifying. Yes, it's scary. It's it's a cool... I think the song is badass when it comes to lyrics, but I think yeah. overall the song is just kind of mediocre. I, mean, I liked it. I think the... Um, I Honestly, I think the lyrics make up for like not having much music-wise. I wish there was a bit more of a build-up throughout. Kind of starts building and then just kind of middles out about midway through the song. But yeah, I like the song. Yeah. yeah. It just gets a little repetitive because the... Like I said with the stanzas, it... it it like sticks to this very specific, um, short, like rhyming scheme or rhyming pattern. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of repeats very... throughout the song. Da 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 da. Um, yeah, I liked it though. I, I, I don't know. I guess it just it worked for me. Um, moving on to the one you didn't write shit for. Yeah, let's talk about run. I wrote shit for it, so we're okay. Um, gonna play a little bit of run. So yeah, that was a little bit of a run to run um, bonus track. Let's just, did you like it? And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sings a lot of falsetto in this song, which I think yeah. is an interesting choice. Um, His voice doesn't sound great in falsetto. It doesn't. Me. Yeah. Um, It's, it's, I think, I mean, he has a really good soulful voice and I wish he'd use yeah. it more as opposed to like singing this kind of weird falsetto. I don't know. This this song is just kind of boring. I'm yeah. not a big fan of this one. It's another, uh, one of the uh, more poppy sounding songs on it the album. It does sound poppy. I will say I like it more than the other poppy songs. I like it more than them, but I didn't like them. Right. That's what it comes down to. Uh, the drums build in a really cool way throughout. Just kind of just, because the guitar like has this weird rhythm and then the drums f- like slowly fill out that rhythm throughout the song, which I liked a lot. I wasn't expecting him to hit the vocal range in this. They did in the song <laughs> at all. It, I mean, it. 
was like objectively good singing, but it just didn't work for me. It's kind of a vague love song again. Um, I do like uh, kind of midway through it. I'm going to go just to the lyrics and read them because there's one little bit that I thought was really interesting. Uh, where is it? It's like this imagery of uh, like the ocean, like in, uh, embracing and beating someone that was like really interesting um rushing to shore to meet her foaming with loneliness white hands to fondle and beat her give her his loneliness like yeah it's it's dark yeah but it, i don't know it was written well but he, part of the i don't even know the song has a chorus really like it does part of a um, part of it he says run until you feel your lungs bleeding because that's more of the dark imagery that he goes for yeah you know throughout just yeah it's a like it's a generic love song but it's a dark generic love song it's weird yeah i mean there's a chorus in here but it's again like half the song rare's love keep it covered i need you to run to me run to me run to me love deliver <laughs> uh run until you feel your lungs bleeding blah 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 yeah it was it was all right it wasn't my favorite but it had a nice flow to it you know yeah i can yeah I just kind of, this one got boring to me, and I, I by this point I was ready to listen to the beginning of the album again. I mean, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, I don't know. It gets a little yeah. slow. By this song, I was definitely ready to be done with the album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's uh, all the songs, so I guess just talk about it a little bit more. Overall, it was pretty good. I didn't love it. I mean, I I liked it, it just wasn't my favorite. Yeah, you're wrong, but I, I you know, I see where you're coming from, I guess. I uh, absolutely love this album. I adore it. There's, there's, I mean, the original album, the extended album I can do without with, like the deluxe yeah. version. The last yeah. two songs are just okay. Yeah, there's nothing in the... Okay, I will say I am happy to have heard In the Woods Somewhere. I, It was just a cool song. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. But I still, like, it weren't something worth buying a deluxe album for right. to me. But the original album, this will remain one of my favorite albums of all time because I love the, his passion and soul throughout. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was fine. There were parts I liked. There were parts I didn't. Moving on for a little bit, I'll take this opportunity to say some things to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, first off, shout out to my man, T. Dizzle, Tony. Thank you for helping us with editing and whatnot, and I, I appreciate you. Yeah. Shout out to Elisa. Yeah, Elisa Wright um, for uh, making our logo. Seriously, thank yeah, you. Thank you very much. It's an amazing logo. Um, if you're listening, you know, how are you? If you're not listening, then still, you know, how are you? You just cut out again. It was weird. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah. And shout out to all of our friends who've been really supportive of us so far and who, like, you know, or trying to make this happen with us and who want to be guests in the future and whatnot. I appreciate all of you guys. Yeah. I, I also want to shout out Alan Davis. He's the first one to uh, send us a request for a band to do at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll. Uh, he sent it, uh, like, last night. I'll look it up real quick. Did he have any questions for us for our weekly um, question corner, by any chance? Um, I haven't said anything about the weekly question corner just anywhere well, welcome yet. Welcome to our weekly question corner where we talk about questions from our fans. This week we're going to discuss... Nothing, because we don't yeah. have any fans yet still. But if you'd like to send us a question or like something to say to us, uh, you can comment on our YouTube page whenever we eventually upload to YouTube. Yeah, um, I, that's going to be down the line probably. Send us an email at myfavoritebandtw at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Uh, send us a message or post there. Or tweet at us. Yeah, tweet at us. Uh, at, what's our handle? Um, I think it just did like this like automatic 
One one sec. Oh God, I'm so oh, unprofessional, geez. Mike. What is this? I, I ruin everything. You should have this already. I should. Um, if I wasn't a garbage human being, I would. It's on my computer. One sec. Unbelievable. Oh God, I I'm so sorry. I'm leaving this in. We might have to cut some of this. I mean, we I, already had like almost an hour and a half. I, f- I refuse to cut this. <laughs> um, I mean, it's up to Tony, I guess. Thank you again for editing, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. Twitter. Yeah, it like auto thing to at favorite week. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, favorite it week. works. Yeah, look us up on Twitter at favorite week. Um, my favorite band this week. We have one follower and I think it's me. <laughs> so hit us up oh no it's alan shout out to alan shout again out to alan. <laughs> thanks alan you're the best dude yeah let's go to uh his uh request he said his favorite band every week is silent planet um he said if we were gonna do one album from them it would be the night god slept so okay just we'll, somewhere we'll keep down that the line. in mind yeah yeah we'll probably do that one thank you very much alan yeah and thank you guys for listening uh yeah really, seriously yeah i mean we've gotten a lot of support already and we just have you know a couple of episodes out so uh, oh, we have one episode out. Well, now we're dated. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Now um, you know we're, when we're recording this. But we anyway. gotta stop doing that. Yeah, but. for real. <laughs> but we've gotten a lot of support, a lot of people who are interested, in, and uh, we like criticism as well, constructive criticism. So if you have anything to say, like I said, you know, put say it anywhere you face. want. Or you can say it on Twitter or yeah, Facebook or YouTube um, or, you know. Yeah, Facebook Messenger. You got options. If you're uh, listening to this on SoundCloud, please like and favorite and uh, just listen over yeah, and over. Follow us. Yeah, follow um, us for sure. I'm trying to get it on iTunes right now. It's iTunes is being weird. Uh, I have it on Google uh, Play. Google Play. Yeah. It's on Google yeah. Play. Uh, Pinecast, if you're listening on there, which um, I don't know how people listen on yeah. Pinecast. <laughs> I can't listen to other podcasts on Pinecast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good service for doing like sending podcasts out but it's weird thank you for listening thank you so much and we appreciate uh, you. tune in next week when we do the rise of hobo johnson by hobo johnson very obscure but we're gonna do it it's not that obscure it's pretty obscure mike it's he's been on tiny desk concert. save it he's, for next week mike i save it for next week it's not obscure thank you very much. you're just wrong we'll see you next week. i wore a hobo johnson shirt once and got into a conversation catch about you later it. see ya bye-bye